What is up, Steeler Nation? We are back Tuesday, as always, with the Chris Wormley and Friends Show, number 95 on the field and number one in our heart. I'm JY. This is the Steelers Crazy Podcast, a sick media production. I'm here with my compadre, Michael. How you been? What's new? We're going to talk some Steelers football with the Steeler himself, Chris Wormley. I'm- I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Of course, I got a little half and half going on. I got a t-shirt and a beanie. I think I was getting a little crap for that before the show. Probably well-deserved. Switching up the wardrobe over here, hoping to uh, see me on a runway one, one day, maybe uh, a fashion show coming forward. Maybe we can... You, you've done the Steelers fashion show before, right? Yeah. Tell me about those experiences. Yeah, I mean, I used to, back in my younger days, I used to uh, do do fashion shows. I was more on, on the musical side, but, uh, you know, I, I walked the runway a few times. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's good. I, I think that the that look right there, it, you need to be on the runway. Um, it's like, I guess, I guess you're getting too famous on Twitter now that you, you look like, like a celebrity that's trying not to be uh, identified. So Please, I, think yeah, good, I, look, I think it's a good I look. I think it's a good look. I should be you. on a milk carton. <laughs> all right, Sammy, let's just get to it, man. We have a lot to talk about all all as always. This is the Chris Wormley and Friends show. Let's do it. Yeah, that never gets old. And let's bring in number 95 himself, Chris. How are you? What's up, boys? I'm good, man. We, we, uh, you know, had a rough, rough game on Sunday, but uh, looking forward to Monday night game. It's going to be fun in Indianapolis. See, this is this is what I what I like about you, man, is is that obviously we're going to talk about, you know, the loss, but you're just always in a good mood. And we're going to start off this show with something positive Uh, where you were at today. You can tell us, I think, Sammy, uh, if you could uh, show us those pictures there, look at that. Just just tell us about what what you were doing at the uh, food bank today with the Steelers. Yeah, man. I I mean, you can kind of blur out Cam's uh, Cam's Ohio State shirt, but we were there (laughs) uh, supporting Cam and his his foundation um, at the greater. I think it's the greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Uh, passing out turkey and all the sides and stuff for for a really nice uh, Thanksgiving meal on Thursday for you know people that came through. I think there were 200 people that came through, um, nice. and that was my first time at the at the food bank. I know uh, JY, you talk about being going there once a week. Yeah, it's a work. really it's a really good place. That and uh, there's just so many people in Pittsburgh. It's it's just a hub. I mean, the city of Duquesne. That's like the rather. I mean, I guess Kennywood's in West Mifflin, but you could throw a rock and hit it from there. But it's they they provide the Pittsburgh community all year round. You know, uh, especially in the the way that everything's going right now in the economy. It's good to have people like that and it's just awesome see it's bigger than football that's we posted it on insert crazy today um you know at the end of the day football is a game that we all love and you play um so i mean it's just cool to see the off the field stuff too definitely you know from the outside looking in so yeah no doubt i mean football obviously is is what we do and it's it's been my life for you know 20 years now but um it's allowed me to do some really cool not only community work, but get to, you know, travel the world, all that stuff. But, but the community work that I get to do 
especially in the city that you play in and, and, and my hometown back in Toledo, Ohio, um, is probably some of the most meaningful things that I'll, that I'll do in my lifetime. Um, so it was, it was a great event and I uh, appreciate Cam for having me out there. Chris, I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, who's the fourth in there? Is that Malik Reed? Who was that? That Lamar was uh, Jones. Jameer, Jameer, Jameer Jones. Jameer Jones. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Jordan, you probably knew you tagged him on Instagram, but yeah. Okay, good. Good stuff. Good for uh, good for you guys getting out there. Cool. Yep. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So we're gonna get to something that's you know that you probably don't want to talk about, but we're just gonna talk about the Bengals and recap that a little bit. Um, the game, you know. You lost by seven points. Um, what what really went wrong on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, I think it was just, you know, the little things. Um, they didn't have too many huge plays. They didn't have, you know, we didn't we didn't turn the ball over on the offensive side of the ball, which was huge. Um, but when it came down to it, you know, we let, you know, number 34, Samaj P. Ryan score three touchdowns out of the backfield uh, receiving. Um, we, you know, for the most part, uh, when, when Mixon was in before he got hurt, we, we shut him down. I think they had uh, 60 yards rushing total. Um, and that's what I said coming into the game. That's what we needed to do was to stop the run. Uh, we knew that we knew that Joe Burrow and uh, and the receivers were, were talented and skillful. But we thought that if we could stifle the run, um, similar to what we did that first game, that it allowed us to to uh, to get out for the quarterback. I think we had two sacks. Um, definitely could have had, a you know, three or four of those three or four more sacks. I know I missed one. I know TJ was in the backfield a bunch, but just couldn't get, get one. Um, and uh, when you look at it from just a plain, you know, football standpoint, we, we just didn't uh, win the, we didn't win the field position game on both sides of the ball. Um, we didn't capitalize when they were backed up. They scored, uh, I think a 90 yard drive. Um, and when we put our offense in a good position, they, they didn't capitalize on a few of those short fields. Um, but on the bright side, our offense scored 30 points, the most they've ever scored um, this whole season, which is promising. Uh, they put up points. Kenny looked confident. Kenny looked like he, uh, for the most part, was in was in a was in a good rhythm. Um, and for the in, in 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 my opinion, the defense let it let let us let the team down. We let them score 37 points. And I think anytime an offense scores 30 points, uh, you know our offense scores 30 points, we should win the game. And it sh- it should it really shouldn't even be a close game. Um, but like I said, just those, those minor detail things, letting a running back score three receiving touchdowns is, is unacceptable in, in my eyes. And, uh, you know, we, we were looking to stack, stack wins. We had, we hadn't won back-to-back games all year. And, uh, I think if we would have got that win, it would have set us on a good trajectory. Um, especially these next two games coming up, you don't want to look too far ahead, but you know, the Colts have been struggling a little bit this year and, and so have the Falcons. So I think if we could have got that game. We could have been looking at a four-game win streak, and you know, right back at at um, you know six and six. Yeah, definitely. You kind of my next question was what went right, but you kind of just said you know the offense put up thirty points. Kenny Pickett started you know to find his rhythm, and I I think that that's most important. I mean, you know how you know the critics can be. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. I always say. I mean, I I understand the game of football enough to know that you know as the season progresses, you know there's certain things that that need fixed. And let's talk about, uh, before I send it off the mic, let's talk about the the TJ Watt interception. Like, is this guy, like, I I just never seen anything like it. (laughs) It's, I mean, it it was almost the same exact play in week one. And it's, you would think that a team that plays us twice a year and has played TJ now 12 times in his career, that they would know (laughs) not to throw those type of plays his way because, I don't know what it is. I don't know what he sees. 
I don't know if it's on film or if it's something that um, he can hear, you know, Burrow, you know, audibling at the line. He just knows where to be. He has that, you know, sixth sense of a football play. Um, so if I were the Bengals, I'd advise next time we play him not to uh, not to throw those those short passes um, where TJ just kind of jumps up and gets it. But um, obviously he's a special player. And I, I just think some teams just have amnesia when it comes to the the abilities of him and what he can do. Definitely. Yeah, listen, nobody's throwing in the terrible towel over here. We've seen Steelers teams start 0-4 uh, in our lifetime and finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I'll never forget that Big Ben team. Uh, we saw a Steelers team a few years back. I know Jordan will remember this. Our buddy Duck Hodges, yeah. uh, who started the season as a fourth-string quarterback, comes in when the team is reeling. Uh, and leads them one game out of a playoff berth. They lost that final game of the Jets that season. So as long as you're mathematically in it, who knows? We're having fun over here. Chris Wormley and Friends Show, Sick Podcast. The Yins are crazy production as well. Chris, on to the next, obviously. Monday Night Football in Indianapolis. First of all, just tell me about kind of the aura of playing on Monday night. I'm sure uh, you kind of – tell me some memories maybe growing up watching it. How does it feel to just play in that, that game and have that stage? Yeah, I mean, definitely growing up, like my my parents would let me stay up, you know, till you know eleven thirty at night just to watch that game, which was, you know, way past my bedtime growing up as a as a eight nine ten year old kid. So uh, to be able to watch those games as a kid and just you know lay in my bed, watch it from a thirteen inch you know little TV in my room was 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 always fun to watch and and to just see. And then obviously as I get older, you know, you you get just to understand the rivalries that are on Monday night. You know, I'm sure Pittsburgh and, and the Ravens have played a bunch of times on Monday night. Uh, so those games are always fun. It's the last game of the week, prime time, national TV. And not only are the fans all watching it, but your, you know, your your NFL peers are watching it. You know, other players are watching it. They're seeing, you know, can can the Steelers bounce back? Can the Steelers, you know, get that fourth win and and still be in the playoff hunt? Or, you know, is Jeff Saturday going to, win the job as a head coach like what's he gonna do in his third game as a head coach what's that gonna look like uh so there's a, you know there's a lot of storylines there's a lot of things that happen on monday night and uh you know peyton manning and eli manning are gonna be chopping it up too and their little manning cool. cast which yeah. will be fun i watch oh. that one every time so i'm excited <laughs> I, they're just uh, they're so good i, I they're yeah. funny. they are funny yeah. I mean, because they're brothers. Like it's. I didn't realize Eli was that funny, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, man. (laughs) Not until after he was kind of reserved, like when he played. Mm -hmm. So you know, Monday night is huge for not only the Steelers because we need a win, uh, but it's huge for football in general, just because of you know national TV and and everyone's got their eyes on it. So it's polarizing, I think, is the word that I'll use, Chris. This whole Jeff Saturday situation. And I do want to get your take on it. There's been so many takes, obviously, from a lot of people who are much smarter than myself. Uh, but you're somebody, obviously, who has spent just their whole life in football. How, how do you feel about the situation? Were you shocked? What's, what was kind of your reaction, and how do you feel about it today? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think definitely shocked was my first reaction just because I didn't understand how somebody that is an ESPN analyst, obviously he's a great player, played for the Colts for so many years, um, could get a head coaching job like that. Um, I didn't really understand the process that in which it took, but as you start to learn a little bit more that, you know, he was an, you know, I think he was a, a, a consultant for, for Ursay and the, and the Colts and kind of had his ear to the ground on some things, uh, when it, when it came to the Colts and that organization, um, it, it, you kind of get to understand a little more. Sometimes it's, it's not how well of a coach you are, but it's kind of maybe, maybe who, you know, 
Sure. Um, and that that's not just in football, but that's that's in life. Um, and as as I get older, I, I start to realize that a little bit. Um, but it may, you know, I think some of those coaches uh, on that staff might be a little frustrated, especially the ones that I think there were three coaches that that were head coaches at one point uh, in, in their career are on that staff still. Um, that you know they're, they're they're looking at. Hey, you know, I've been in the building since you know when camp started, OTAs, all that stuff. Why why aren't I getting the shot at at being the head coach at least for the you know the next eight games or whatever it was? I know they fired some coaches, and uh, it's it's an interesting situation. Um, but you know we're we're focused on how can we get our fourth win of the year, and how can we beat the Colts? I don't. It doesn't matter to me who's the who the head coach is or what their credentials yeah. are. Um, we're just looking to get a win. Talking about getting a win, obviously, I'm sure you've been watching some tape already, catching up on these Colts a little bit. What are your thoughts? What are some keys early on here? I mean, it, like like I say, you know, almost every week, it's going to start up front with us and, and stopping the run. And they have one of the, you know, I Whew, guess maybe yeah. top top two, you know, top five at least, top five running back in the NFL. Uh, I know a lot of guys got him on their fantasy team. I know he puts up a lot of points for for a lot of fantasy people, uh, fantasy players. So um, he's a hell of a player. Jonathan Taylor is. Um, was a great player, obviously at Wisconsin, and it's 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 translated really well to the NFL and what he's what he's able to do. Um, and and he gets to run behind one of the best guards in in, in the NFL, and Quentin Nelson, um, which is is probably a, a running back's dream come true when it comes to what they're able to do when they can run the ball and when they're effective at it. It, it opens their offense up. Uh, yeah. And when you have a guy like Matt Ryan who's been around for a really long time, had success, MVP, you know, went to the Super Bowl. Obviously, he's not the guy that he was, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, but he still is is a, a high level quarter, caliber quarterback, and we have to be ready for him uh, if and when we stop that run. Yeah, Jordan. We're gonna go into uh, worm association. Why not? Let's do All it. All right, Sammy, go ahead, roll it. All right, I have, I have, we're going to really just jump into it. I'll give you kind of, well, maybe not too easy. Um, we're going to start with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates, the Buckos, right? That's what that's their nickname, right? That's that's their nickname. Man, I was at, I was at the stadium maybe back in July. It's yeah. that was my first time in it too, and it was it was a great stadium, man. Yeah, obviously uh, they're not they're not playing so well, but they had some flashes. I think that that young player is. Uh, Hopefully they can stick around for a long time because I think he's yeah. uh Oh no, Cruz. Yeah, he, he can be the uh he can be the face of the franchise. Yeah. Hopefully the Yankees don't scoop him up or or the Dodgers. Uh you know, the teams with the big bucks, but um beautiful stadium. Uh the drinks were good and uh you know, that that's that's the hometown team. You so you an IPA guy? Uh, you an IPA guy? I I, I used to be you're a bourbon guy. guy. You're a bourbon yeah. guy. I, I don't drink during the season, which, you know, I, I had some people in town uh, this past weekend and they were drinking old fashions and I was, you know, next yeah. to the guy and I could just, I could just smell the bourbon and it just, I just Mouthwater. wanted to take a step, but I, but I'll just stick to the sparkling water. But uh, no, man, yeah, the, the, the Pirate Stadium is great. PNC Park is, is a cool place. Obviously it's right, right down the street from, uh, from Akershire. So um, drive past it, you know, every other week at least. Look, he and didn't say uh, Hines. Mike says Mike. Oh, Mike still God. hasn't learned. I was like, "What Look, is accuracy?" You, you guys, you guys have been Pittsburgh lifers. You know, you guys have been in it for thirty years when it was called uh, Hines Field. So you guys have had a long time. I just, dude, yeah, it's, it's been a couple years for me. 
Yeah. We got to get you this shirt. This is from our new one of our new sponsors, Homage. Want to shout them out. We're excited to work with them. It says, "If you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys bopping." I don't want to. There we go. Wow, is that jumbled? <laughs> this is a this is a quote from Pittsburgh Pirates star in the seventies, Willie Stargell. You might have heard that name. Um, they were they were winning a lot of games, and the media was in the locker room one day, and they were playing music like "Take <laughs> Over Your Trap" Marcus Allen type vibe, and it was a quote that he gave, and it kind of became something that was like folklore. So cool shirt, I'd comfortable be, shirt. I might have to get a couple of those for the for the boys after a win, man. I'll give them to them, and I know Marcus Allen yeah. would probably be rocking one of those for sure. They're sweet. Yeah. We'll we'll have to get we'll get you a couple, hundred percent. Yeah, there we go. All right, so this is this is what Pittsburgh wants to know, Warm. Jeans or sweatpants? Oh, sweatpants, man! Come on, yeah, that, that was a, That was an easy one. I mean, I guess I'm a I'm a big, I'm a big guy, yeah. and jeans for me just are maybe once a week, and that's like game day. If yeah. if, if, if if I'm lucky, I'll put some I'll put some jeans on, but date night and, and game day, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sweatpants are the way to go. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I wore a pair of jeans, to be honest. All right, so beach or mountains? Uh, I'm going to have to go with, with beach. I'm I've, I've never skied or snowboarded. And I think that if, uh, if I started that while I'm playing football, I'm just asking to get hurt. So you ask, ask you, me, you ask, sled ride in Toledo though. They get snow there. There's no hill. There's no mountains though. That's you know, true. This isn't Colorado or, uh, or what's the, what's the place just, just east of here, Silver Springs or. Yeah. I know like Vermont. Seven I think, Springs. It, oh, Seven, Seven Springs. Springs. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. There's a lot of. All right, and we'll end it on this barbecue. Uh, there's a place right down the street from my house here in Pittsburgh called uh, Mitch's Barbecue, mm-hmm. and nice. uh, it is it is top notch, man. It's a uh, it's like a it's like a bar. It's like American barbecue, but then they have also like uh, Korean fusion food, like when it, mm. like like a barbecue ramen bowl, uh, these barbecued bacon like bao buns. Uh, if you just want, you know, mac and cheese with, with brisket and ribs, I got that too. Uh, yeah. it's, it's top notch over here, but I've had some really good barbecue in Texas that, uh, that'll, that'll knock your socks off as well. There you have it. Yeah. That's probably one thing. Ultimately that Texas does beat Western. Yeah. And, uh, you, you just got to give it up. Sometimes you, we can't be too uh, PC about barbecue over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're not going to wrap it up officially because. We have to talk about a game. Some people will call it the game. The uh, game. I, I suppose the game is is what we're talking about uh, this Saturday. I think it's the game of the year. Um, oh, maybe in maybe in any sport. Uh, honestly, at this point, outside of Steelers Colts this Monday, uh, of course, <laughs> Ohio State Michigan Saturday at noon. It's in Columbus. First, Chris, I just want you to talk to the viewers a little bit. Tell everybody about uh, the Ohio State. Uh, I don't really know what you want me to say about them. Tell everybody about the memories you made playing in that stadium uh, or in that game. I know we not, asked you last year. Maybe not everybody's watching. So. You're bringing up a uh, sourced object. I know. Yeah, I uh, I wanted to end positive, Worm, and Mike had to throw this in there. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm a grown-up. I can handle it. I, uh... You know, never beat them. So those that that's that's a vivid memory in my in is my, Cam in my let, brain. Is Cam let you know that every day. Yeah, I'll like bring up like, oh, you know, we just beat you guys. And Ohio State hasn't beat Michigan in a thousand days, and 
he he brings out his like four Big Ten championship rings and oh I never lost to Ohio, lost to Michigan and I just I I can't say anything back like as much trash talk as I want to yeah. talk with Cam like I I don't have a rebuttal to that because I never beat them uh, so the memories aren't fond but I can tell you that um, it is the greatest rivalry in all of sport like people from California people from Florida people from Alabama when Alabama Auburn are, are on tonight like this week they're going to be watching that game because not only is it two versus three, this is Ohio state versus Michigan. The, the history's there. Um, it, you know, it used to come down to whoever won that game, won the big 10 championship. And I mean, essentially it is kind of now, but they set that play an extra game against the big 10 West who mm-hmm. has really been struggling this year. Um, so this is a, you know, effectively the, the big 10 championship. And uh, I'm really excited for, for Michigan to go in there and get a win in, in Columbus and in the shoe that they haven't done in, I think, over 20 years. So um, it, it, it's it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's a noon game. It always is noon. It, it, you know, you get it over, over with, and you get to home, go home and celebrate. So I'm excited for the boys. And I know they're looking to uh, stack two of these these rivalry games together. You're not going, are you? I guess it's in the shoe. No, I wish. I uh you know, we got practice on Thursday or on Saturday, and then you know the next day we head out for for Indianapolis. So, uh, Copy. I'll give, definitely definitely be tuned in watching. Give our uh, Michigan base some keys. How does Michigan win this game? Third pull it off. Yeah, I think it starts with starts up front with their offense and defensive line. That was the key last year with Haskins. I think he had five touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Um, Hutchinson and Ojabo, the two ends last year, combined I think for six or seven sacks, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year it's, it's going to be a little different, you know, there, those two aren't there. Um, but guys like Blake Corum, who, you know, was a backup to Haskins last year is, is now a Heisman candidate. And I really think that if he has a better game than CJ Stroud this, this, uh, this week, you know, head to head matchup, I think he has a great chance of winning that Heisman. Um, but he was banged yeah. up last week, didn't play in the second half. Uh, but if he can, if they can get back, get him back healthy and they can do what they've done all, all year and, and feed him the ball and then allow J.J. McCarthy to play action pass, hit those big chunk plays down the field off of those off of those quorum runs. I think that I think they're going to win the win the game and, and and win the game handedly. I have a theory before we let you go. It's not a theory. My uh, viewpoint, I guess, is a better word. I think both of these teams should make the playoffs, regardless of the outcome. I think you'd have a tough time convincing me they're not two of the best four teams in America, unless there's no a doubt. seventy to nothing game. Uh, I think if you want to get the best four teams in the playoffs, these two have to be in it. If you want to put the most four deserving teams in the playoffs, uh, then obviously it's not going to happen. It's a long shot, but that's been my uh, my perspective for a while. Not sure if you agree. No, I agree. I mean, if 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 these two teams were in the SEC, I think they would get in regardless. You know, uh, like we've seen Georgia and Alabama two or three times now get in after just playing each other in the in the um, SEC championship. Yeah. Um, but when you look at the look at the the year that college football's had, obviously Georgia's at the top and they've been dominating all year. But then everyone else kind of is kind of up in the air. There's there's not just those four teams that you see every year get in. There's maybe six to eight teams now that that have a shot. Um, you know, over these next two weeks, you know, depending on how the, you know, the cha- conference championships go, you got teams, a two, a two loss team like LSU, if they win yep. the, the SEC championship, like what do you do with that team? Are they deserving? Do they sure. not get in because they have two wins? Um, or if, if this, this game this weekend in Columbus comes down and the, whoever wins wins by one point, you know, like 
does does that team that just lost do they not deserve to to get in at eleven and one? Um, so there's a lot to talk about, especially from that committee standpoint, and it'll be exciting. And you know they got they got a lot to talk about, and that's why I think they're going to push forward to you know that eight to twelve playoff team uh, format because four just isn't enough, especially when you have teams like TCU coming out of nowhere, yeah. um, USC who's probably going to win the big or the Pac-12 championship, but I think they have two losses. Like, what do you do with a team like that that um, really was coming on, you know, really well in the second half? Uh, so it's it's be interesting to see. But I'm 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 super excited and super happy for this Michigan team, and and I know that they're looking to get a win in Columbus and 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 you know hush a lot of people's um, opinions and, and say that last year wasn't just a fluke. Two huge games coming up. We're excited. Ohio State, Michigan on Saturday. Steelers, Colts on Monday. Big Worm, as always. Thanks for the time. Stay healthy, my man. Next week, too. No uh, next week, if uh, Michigan wins, we need you to throw on that forty-three jersey. I know you got a few in your closet. <laughs> Man, I don't even know. I got a bunch of Michigan gear, but I think all my jerseys are like framed and stuff. I'm pretty sure they're all framed, yeah. But mm-hmm. I'll wrap some Michigan stuff, no doubt. We got Cam and I got a little wager going on, and <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll see what that what that looks like at the at, on Saturday evening. But um, <laughs> I'm excited about that. Yeah. Most importantly, good luck on Monday. Get the win. Uh, be safe and stay healthy. We thank you again. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Warm. Yeah, man. I mean, mathematically, we're still here. Yeah. So let's just we keep are still faith. here. We're always going to be here at Steeler Crazy. So make sure you subscribe. Another sick production. Mike, do you have any uh, last remarks before we, we head off into Thanksgiving? Just want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving as well. That's it. You said it. Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoy their family time and enjoy their football. Love those two mm-hmm. combination. Nothing better than that. Uh, and wishing everybody, uh, you know, safe and healthy holiday season. Yeah. Extra stuffing. Extra stuffing. What's your favorite Thanksgiving uh, part? You know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big cornbread guy, but it got to be good. It got to it. It has to be. It has to be hot. You know, that just it, I think can't I explain like it. You just gotta, I think you the said the word just puts me to bed and I, I, I the turkey puts me to bed so i try and you know i I like to watch all the football games so i gotta do it you know in increments (laughs) during the day because i I have a bunch of places to go and i also have a little one now so it's gonna be fun but football and being a dad uh, life couldn't be better and the steelers man let's just keep it going this is the chris wormley and friends show i'm jy this is mike sammy here we go And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.